DDCO at the plate. He's over for two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Boys, what you gon', what you gon', what you gonna do? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Rain Delay Theater is filmed on location. Welcome <laughs> to Rain Delay Theater, folks. Uh, yeah, my name is Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Jeremy, that was a stirring rendition of that fake reggae song, uh, <laughs> It, yeah. Is it a reggae song? Well, yes. It's a, it's, a, it's about as reggae as like you know Saturday Night on Fox in the '90s gets, I guess. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, yes, it's um, it's reggae for people who <laughs> want to watch people getting arrested. I guess I don't know. Well, uh, uh, appropriate that you should be singing this song, Jeremy, because we're calling this the Bad Boys episode. Yeah, the uh, Bad Boys, the Bad Boys of Baseball. Um, yeah, we're gonna be uh, talking about. Um, Baseball players who had run-ins with the law, Jack. Yeah, we we are, uh, and so appropriately, we're. Uh, this is episode number fifty-four. We're calling it the Aroldis Chapman episode. Yeah, uh, for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons that we don't need to get into, but uh, couldn't have been a better pairing, I would say. Yeah. So uh, this is Rain Delay Theater, and uh, for the first time ever, Rain Delay Theater got together and played some baseball for real at yeah. a baseball field. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, I just want to say I want to welcome any new listeners that are that are tuning in to uh, the podcast. Um, you know, uh, I can't guarantee you that we'll open uh, every uh, episode with a acapella rendition of a you know t- a reality TV theme song, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what episode fifty five holds for us. But um, yes, so the last ep- episode we talked about that uh, I had my bachelor party coming up, yeah, and we were going to play some baseball. So that was one of my requests for for my like my guy. I don't have a normal wedding party or groomsmen, but uh, you know, my, my friends like who were throwing the bachelor party, I requested to play some baseball. Yeah. And we did just that. So we went to a park on the north side of Chicago. Uh, yeah. uh, Mark Bubblebath was there, previous podcast guest. Yep. Ben uh, Jeremy, Perkins. Uh, ben Perkins. Ben Perkins, also a previous podcast the baseball guest. videos episode. Yes, yeah. uh, Ben was there as well. Uh, Jeremy, I don't know if you heard uh, Mark Bubblebath say this, but when he was uh, standing in the field, he went, a 47-year-old second baseman. Have you ever seen this shit <laughs> uh, so that was nice. a pretty good I think you were batting uh, at that time yeah we had the so we had the sh- we had the shift on you Jeremy Jeremy's, oh, a, yeah. Jeremy's a lefty yeah I was the only lefty of the bunch yeah um, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, that that's yeah. I was I was I was tuning in. I was in the zone. I think. Okay. But uh, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I felt like I felt like I had some good rips. Yeah, you did have some good rips. Um, I uh, so so Jeremy, myself, and Ben um, got to the park about uh, like almost an hour and a half before everybody <laughs> else did. Yeah, it was, so it was supposed to be about ten minutes before everyone else was supposed <laughs> to get there. But um, if you know my friends, uh, yeah, an hour and a half was more. What it turned out to be. Yeah, so so, so we uh, we played some catch. Uh, we played a little pepper. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was good. I felt like uh, there was one point where to you and Ben and uh, after uh, uh, our, our your other friend uh, Scott arrived, yes. uh, I was actually hitting you guys some pretty good pepper when I was at the plate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was I was really spraying it around uh, the infield. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, you you pitched to me. I took a couple swings. At, at that point, I uh, at, we were about two and a half hours in, and I was pretty sore all over the place. Yeah, we definitely hit a wall. Yeah, we hit a wall for sure. And uh, yeah, and once I hit that wall, Jack, it's like I didn't want to throw the ball in. I didn't want to take like a hard swing anymore yeah you know um but uh yeah so you know one of the things like being guys who are getting up there like uh if we were in top shape you know we would still be tailing off our playing careers but um you know we're just we're just average joes so so playing baseball at our age like is even starting to get a little hard um so we were concerned about injuries Mm -hmm. um certainly i didn't want to get my face bashed in before the wedding i yeah. think that would go over pretty bad with my uh fiance um but uh there weren't too many injuries i will say uh ben ben did hit a liner up the middle that mark was pitching and uh 
it hit Mark in the back of the shoulder. Basically. Yeah, Mark was Mark was unfazed by that. Though. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he didn't was. have any marks on him, and yeah. uh, he was he was okay. And he Mark when Mark came, he kind of just got in there and took over. Yeah, like, yeah, he just yeah, he, he just went straight to the mound and started throwing uh, pitches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was like he was the captain or whatever. Yeah, um, he's the oldest one of all of us, so I guess that's why. <laughs> but uh, but um, my friend Scott, who has not been on the podcast. Um, uh, he was pitching to me, and I hit a, a kind of a comebacker up the middle that, like, I guess I hit it pretty hard. Um, it one hopped up to the pitcher, and he, he moved one leg, got it out of the way, but it, it smacked him right in the, like, the, the calf on yeah. his other leg. And did you, he showed you, he right? He showed me. It was like, dark purple oh by, by the end of the the night because um, we all went to a cabin in indiana afterwards yeah he, uh, he showed me uh, uh later that night probably almost 10 hours after it happened uh-huh. and it looked uh yeah it looked like he uh it was all black and blue his whole his whole in, calf it was insane so yeah. he texted me <clears throat> a couple days ago and he's he, he went to the doctor and i ruptured like a vein or something or a blood oh, vessel or something jesus christ jeremy yeah so he said he hates me and my bachelor party so, <laughs> so that was a postscript to that i don't know if, i don't know if scott will ever be on the epi- on the podcast but um but you can just know him listeners as the guy whose uh, leg i ruptured by by a a middle like not a hard shot up the middle like it was like a i i struck it pretty well yeah and he was you know about 60 feet, six inches away from me. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I did a number on him, apparently. Yeah, it must have just um, uh, hit him hit him just right, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess uh, so, yeah. I, I'm also not sure if you heard uh, uh, Rich, uh, your friend Rich. He, okay. he, uh, he, he went to first base for the last uh, part of the uh, the uh, morning. Okay. And he, he went, I'm fucking Rizzo! And he was, uh, <laughs> he was, he was clowning around over at first base wanting us to turn double plays. Uh, <laughs> nice, yeah. And whatnot. So, yeah, he was being a, a – he was cracking me up. Yeah. I think I did. I think you guys did turn a couple of double plays on, yeah. on me, like a couple of smashers up the middle. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so that that's cool. That was fun. Uh, did, uh, did you feel like you got some good cracks in there? Uh, I, yeah, I did. Well, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, you pitched to me. Actually, yeah. you said you. I remember you making the comment that you said you felt good on the mound. Yeah, um, I felt uh, like I wasn't going to get my face smashed in. Yeah, by a comebacker. I, to, to be perfectly honest with you, and I think I said this to you, I'm not going to swing super hard. Yeah, I was yeah. worried about dig, digging in and hitting a line drive right back at you for the yeah. reason you mentioned previously. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I did. I did Appreciate have one that. good. Sh- <laughs> I did have one good shot at you. That sort of. Uh, it was sort of to your. Um, well, to my right or the second base side. Yeah. Um, and you. Um, you took a stab at it. You said so you didn't get it. But, oh, that's uh, right. I went with my bear hand at yeah, it yeah, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 right yeah because yeah even even me my instinct was to reach for it with even my bare hand yeah you, you see that on tv you see pitchers do it and you're like why would this guy reach for it with his bare hand it's gonna break his hand yeah. but uh you know i guess it's just instinct it's instincts yeah like, i got the baseball instincts that's nice to know yeah um yeah so uh so it was pretty good uh it was a pretty good bachelor weekend and you know, one bachelor weekend ends, and then one players weekend begins. Yeah, speaking of things that aren't fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we're in the midst of players weekend right yeah, now. Yeah, and the much maligned players weekend. I feel like everybody hates this. The, yeah. Uh, so you know, for the if, for those of you who haven't watched a, a game this weekend, uh, uh, that one team is wearing all black and one team is wearing all white. That includes yeah. everything from the hats and batting helmets to the jerseys. The sh- it looks awful. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird. So like, in this is only the third year of players weekend. The last two years they wore these like kind of like little league looking jerseys that also were kind of redundant there were actually only like six different kinds of jerseys and like different play like any team that wore blue essentially wore like the same jersey maybe it was like different sleeves but like yeah they they were they were there was not a huge variety in that um and then this year they tried something different with these monochromatic jerseys but which were fatally flawed from the beginning because any team that was wearing white the pitcher couldn't wear the white hat because it would interfere with like the sight line of the baseball, like and the windup. So right off the bat, like the teams wearing white, like the pitchers are going to have to wear a black hat. Yeah, and so the Cubs actually on Friday afternoon they were the first team to play a game on Players Weekend, first and, and only at that time, and only, only at that time. Yeah. So they uh, they opted to have the entire team just wear their true hats, so yeah. so it wouldn't be only the pitcher. Uh, wearing the uh, the the it, black hat or whatever yeah, it would have ended up being apparent, the true hat. Apparently, they said that the like yeah the the team had the players had a choice what hats they wanted to wear and they chose like the blue hats. And then by the time that the the night game started at like you know six p.m. Central Time, uh, all the teams with in white were wearing the white hats and the pitchers were wearing a black hat. And I feel like MLB were, was like. 
uh, wait, hold on, wait a second. We we're trying to sell these white hats. All the players have to wear the white hats. Yeah, well, the Cubs were told the next day that they had to wear the white hats. Is that confirmed? Yeah, yeah. I, I read that in okay. an article. So okay. they were they were made to wear those the next day. Yeah, yeah. So I think someone just screwed up and telling them like, uh, uh, okay, just let them pick whatever hat then. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. And uh, another frustrating thing about uh, those jerseys is that the best part about Players Weekend is that the guys get to choose their own uh, names on the back of their jerseys. Yes. But you can't read the names on the white jerseys because. Yeah. The names are also white. Yeah. You can barely see the logo on the white hats on television. Yeah, it just, it for sure. looks it's you almost have to squint to even look at the hats. Like it, there's yeah. just like this glare coming off and, the uh, screen. Yeah, and I'll say like from a design standpoint, there is something like there is something like there's some appeal to that, like having like kind of like an incognito like hidden logo or something. But when the guys are like specifically making like nicknames that they want to be seen, and they're like in this design that makes it hard to be seen on purpose it's kind of like well what you know where's the payoff here you know who's actually benefiting the reason they did this and i read this uh, i don't know who decided this but they were like uh well the the reason we're doing the black and white and just very like uh something that's so boring like that is to let the personalities of the players really shine through okay but that doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) like the the per you you get to see the the personality of the players every time they play What's yeah, different sure. about this is for them to be able to like do things like uh, put st- stuff on the back of their jersey. Like that's that's the different thing. So like if if, if you're telling me that like Jordan Lyles's personality is shining through because he has Jay Lyles on the back <laughs> of his jersey, like there's no personality there. Yeah, for sure. He's just a a, 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 a fucking dullard, <laughs> for, for lack of a better term. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's yeah. That's it's it's always funny. Like also, what I resent about it is like when they um, like put like the name of like their like uncle or on there or something or like yeah. you know like like joe or something like and it's like oh that's my neighbor who like showed me how to play catch it's like i don't care like about like that's not exciting to me like i know that they're paying tribute to it but it's like can there be something a little more like can't he write like you know crazy eyes or something or like i don't know it's like i'm not really the fact that like he's paying tribute to his aunt or something doesn't really do much yeah. for me. Well, did you did you see Brian Dozier's? No. And did you hear the story about behind that? It was it was during the Cubs game today. Okay. Um, his, 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 on the back of his jersey, it's Low Connor, and so they they explained, yeah, uh, right. And yeah. I thought maybe that's like maybe one of his kids is named like uh, has like a Lauren, and another's name is is Connor. You're or like something. some and, like rap name or something. Yeah. Yo, I'm Low Connor. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. So, but the actual story behind it. Is that one of his teammates a couple of years ago uh, or something told him that he looked like Paul Walker's character from the Fast and the oh, Furious no. movies? Yeah. Um, and so, like, it just, and I guess that character's name is Connor. And uh-huh. so, I guess it just, uh, you know, it, it exploded from there. But, like, I guess the guy, um, you know, maybe wasn't a native English speaker and said that he couldn't pronounce the name Connor, so it became Low Connor or something. I don't know. That got <laughs> jumbled. I'll okay. say this. My takeaway from the story is that Paul Walker at, and Brian Dozier, Brian Dozier does not look like Paul Walker. Yeah, not really. Not I mean, really. They have like, they both have like blue eyes or something, which makes me wonder if this is some sort of like pickup attempt or something. It's like, yeah. the most beautiful blue eyes, just like Paul Walker. Yeah. I, I mean, that's weird. Yeah. But. And it could be one of those things where like, you know, now Brian Dozier goes around like, like, oh yeah, you know, people say I look like Paul Walker and people are just like, yeah, yeah, I guess I can see that. Like just being polite. Yeah, exactly. Um, or they're like, they think to themselves like, do I know what Paul Walker looks like? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But like, yeah, that was like uh, years ago when they did like Facebook doppelgangers, uh-huh. and people like put these like, like you know, like ridiculously self-flattering, yeah, uh, doppelgangers on their page, yeah. and they're like, yeah, you don't really look like no. that person, but uh, no, yeah, yeah, so no one's gonna put Gilbert Gottfried as their as their, <laughs> as their doppelganger. Um, right, yeah. yeah, a couple more. I mean, there's some that are like easy jokes, like uh, you know, Hernan Perez. His his uh, given name was HP. I said if he had a sense of humor, it should be. You know, he's just going to put letters. It should be DFA. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Or thankful. <laughs> you know, that should yeah. be Hernan Perez's. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Players Weekend sucks this year. Um, if they're going to do it again, hopefully, uh, hopefully they make it something better because it doesn't seem like anybody's happy. Well, with I feel it. like it jumped the shark this year for yeah, sure. It so did. we'll see what happens. I, I would not be surprised if they revamp it next year or like try something different because this was this was I I. I 
appreciate the big swing, but like it was not. Uh, it, this was not successful. No, no. Anyway, so um, let's move on to the topic, right? Bad yeah. boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, so what inspired this was the recent arrest of uh, Octavio Dotel uh, yeah. and the, I guess, impending arrest of Luis Castillo. Yeah, the implication to, on Luis Castillo. Yeah. The, the, the former Marlin, former Met Luis Castillo, not current, uh, current Cincinnati Red. Luis yeah. Castillo. Well, the uh, yeah, the Dominican Republic Attorney General uh, had to confirm that it was in fact the former Met and Marlin, and not the current Reds pitcher. Which, like, I, I I almost wonder. It's like I don't know if the Reds pitcher is Dominican or or what not, but uh, I feel like he m- might have said like, "Hey, can you can you go ahead and clarify that it's not me or whatever?" Yeah, it's like. I, and there's two ways. It's like he might have been excited that he had the na- same name as a, you know, a, a successful baseball player. But then, but like whenever you, you know, sometimes you get annoyed. Like whenever I met, I didn't, and I, I never met too many Jeremys in my life. But whenever I met another Jeremy, I would, I get annoyed by it. Sure. And so it's like, it's like, yeah. Now, of course, I don't want to be named after this guy. He just got implicated in a major drug ring. Right. So. Yeah, so that's 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 the worst case scenario of all of that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so so they they were the inspiration for this episode. Yeah. Uh, Octavio Dotel, obviously a journeyman for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, these names couldn't be more like unlikely. I feel like I yeah. mean, Octavio Dotel. First of all, like yeah, the guy like pitched in like for for forever, played on a million different teams, and it's like. He never would have thought that he was like also involved in a drug ring. I mean, of no. course, like the next guy we're going to talk about, like Esteban Loaiza, yeah. also completely un unexpected, like yeah. as a as a drug czar. Yeah, basically. and he seemed like he was in pretty deep too. Yeah, like Esteban yeah. Loaiza, he had like millions of dollars worth of drugs that yeah. were found in his like house and his car. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's odd, and like yeah, you obviously you think these guys have made enough money that why would they have to be involved with this? But, right. Um, Luis Castillo, I think we've brought it up before, and I cannot find the article. Like, I heard this on like the score on the six seventy, the score local sports radio station in Chicago. Um, you know, at some point, but like I remember hearing a story about how Luis Castillo didn't like know his like his teammates' names or mm-hmm. whatever. And like mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it on this podcast, maybe even just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But um, it's funny that the quote. Um, his lawyer quotes him as being "quote unquote" bewildered about <laughs> the allegations against him. Yeah, and it's like he—he, he, I think maybe this guy's just like generally. Honestly, they should use that as as an example of like, yeah, this guy couldn't be a drug mastermind. He didn't even know his teammates' names. <laughs> we might have found an alibi for Luis Castillo on this podcast. <laughs> like, you know, uh, what's does, it doesn't say his name, his his defense lawyer here, but uh, you know, use his podcast as a, as as evidence. Right. Um, yeah, because we've been we've been talking. About, this has come up before. Yeah, I was trying to think sure. about how he. He had how he had come up before. Yeah, um, that's definitely it. Yeah, and the, well, the, the, this has come up before too. But like Hanley Ramirez was um, uh, implicated in some type of drug ring, but he was never actually arrested. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know why his name ever actually came up. But it was like right after he got cut with the red from the red Red Sox. Red Sox yeah. It was like he he was uh, implicated in this, like in this drug ring early last year. Early, right? Yeah, it was early last year. Yeah. Um, but no, nothing ever came of it. Uh, you know. But now he's probably uh, you know maybe sweating a little bit. Yeah, 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 right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he might, yeah, he might come back up. I don't yeah. Know. Well, Jeremy, I think one of the funniest examples here uh, is Mike Leake. Uh, in 2011, he was uh, arrested for uh, shoplifting. Yeah, yeah, and so, um, yeah, and, and just as a preface to all this, like, you know, so certainly there's a whole uh, spectrum of offenses by former players, current players, and like, I know this could be construed as a negative topic to, to get into but like so we're trying to keep it on like we're you know and the, the more tasteful like stories that we that we can talk about and yeah. i think that this mike leak story is a good example of that it, it is um yeah so he was arrested um on a shoplifting charge um for stealing shirts i always thought that it was jeans that he tried to steal okay but um it must have been like a jean store i don't i don't think they actually even name what's sto- oh it was macy's i guess yeah um so basically he um uh he I read the story and like apparently what happened was he bought like six t-shirts or something and they didn't fit so he went to return them. This I might be saying Mike Leake's side of the story. Uh, but he went to return them and instead of like doing it through the cash, cashier he just went to the rack and just took like six, he left the other shirts down and he took six new shirts that fit him and started taking the price tags off and tried to walk out and then he got 
uh, caught and arrested. Yeah, basically. that's definitely Mike Leake's side of the story because <laughs> uh, that's the side he told the St. Louis yeah, press. For, yeah, yeah um, for sure. So what they said about it, so so I, they, they, I guess they were, I've never heard of this brand, but American Rag well, t-shirts. Yeah, it's actually funny that I'm seeing this now because I actually have an American Rag flannel shirt oh, from, from Macy's and they it's like the cheap like, yeah. line at, at, at Macy's. Yeah, because it says he stole six shirts worth about a total of like uh, 59 Yeah, 60 bucks or 10 yeah. bucks a shirt. 10 bucks a shirt. So it's, it's like a... That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good deal. I mean, yeah, it's like when you go into Target or The Gap or something and they've just got all those shirts on like a, a, a rack um, and, you know, they're like uh, 10, you know, yeah, $10 a piece. It's just like ones that you can, you can pick out. But the thing they said about these is that I was reading an article. Uh, they said that like experienced shoplifters do this. Uh-huh. But he, um, you know, they, they were the shirt Shirts that had the uh, just like a sticker on them with a price tag and oh. not the uh, not the ink thing that explodes. Yeah, right. Uh, right when right. you try to remove it, so yeah. like they're like, yeah, that's what experience. Somebody who was interviewed said that that's what an experienced shoplifter <laughs> d- does is they target they target items like that that they can take. Um, so <laughs> like, funny. I have no doubt that he was just trying to steal these shirts. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's funny. It's like uh, didn't Winona Ryder got like her? She came down like. She, she went down in flames for for shoplifting too. It's she like, did. There's some kind of weird like, I th- and I've heard this before too. Like sometimes like the more rich you are, the more like inclined you are to shoplift because like there's some kind of just sick thrill about it or something. I guess. Yeah. Like, some weird thrill or something. But uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, Mike Leake was still on like a rookie contract. I think at that point it said he was making four hundred twenty five thousand dollars, but. I'd still say that he could afford those that sixty bucks in t-shirts. Probably, yeah. Um, and I, I hate Stranger Things too, which is what oh, Winona yeah. Ryder is on right now. It's uh, really it's, it's talk about jumping the shark that that show can go away. But uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. Mike Leake, uh, yeah, that perfect example of the kind of thing we're trying to go for here. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I feel like uh, th- and this happened a while ago, but uh, Uga Thurbina and the story about uh, him and what happened there is is pretty crazy. That that okay. So yeah, Uga Thurbina is like a story like I'm glad I'm glad Jack you you brought that one up because um it's uh the saga the Ugeth Urbina saga is just crazy like um do you have the a date of when that happened it was 2000 it was like November of 2005 um so it was after his last season with the Phillies okay so maybe I'll, I'll just shoehorn this in really quick do you know about his like about his mother being kidnapped yeah so she was kidnapped in like 2004 maybe yeah yeah um yeah I have this, uh, yeah. So she was kidnapped, yeah, in the off season or whatever. I think between '04 and '05, and then I have this story that like um, they they raided this like compound or whatever and like rescued his mother. Like the the Venezuelan police like raided this thing and like uh, they killed like like one of the like like captors was like killed in the in the process of this or whatever but like yeah like that was the first story about it and then this story c- comes up with Uga. yeah and so the 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 exact details are unclear um you know obviously you're getting two sides of a story but i guess what happened was Uga Thurbino was it was a there, there was some dispute over a firearm like some guy that they were saying one of the workers on his ranch i guess he owned a ranch uh-huh. and they maybe took a it's either because they took a firearm from him uh, and like stole it or because like they were hanging out in his pool like some of his workers and like they wouldn't leave when he told them to leave or something but I I guess that they said that he went to go back to sleep but then he came back Uh uh, like Uga Thurbina went to go to sleep but he came back with a machete and uh, uh, and paint thinner or gasoline and he like (laughs) poured gasoline on on some of these workers and like cut them up with a machete yes um and he must have had some help some guys with him but he got sentenced to 14 years in prison because of that yes is he still in prison no he was let out in like 2012 i think okay uh, or 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 somewhere around there so he was he actually was trying to make a comeback in venezuela okay but his his argument his alibi was he said that instead of attacking people with a machete that he was sleeping the whole time it uh-huh. went on yeah uh, it seems like there's a bit of a gap between like you know sleeping and and attacking somebody with a machete yeah for sure so jack one of my biggest regrets of like um like a purchase not made was um must have been around that time there was a website i think it was called like birdland or something uh it was like a website that sold philadelphia centric sports t-shirts that like were not just it wasn't just like go Phillies it was like you know like inside jokes or like inside baseball like stuff and like actually I have one I do have one shirt that I got uh it was like um 
it was a Buddy Ryan Eagles t-shirt and it's like Eagles green and it says like Buddy's watching you and it's just a picture of Buddy uh, Buddy Ryan um, which I love that shirt but um, they had a shirt that said Free Oogie and it was a bloody machete oh and it was and like the the like Free Oogie was in like that like bloody font yeah. or whatever and like I was like oh my god this shirt is so fucking cool yeah and like I wanted it. Uh, the only like thing about it now is that I, I would it would have been like too small for me now I wouldn't be able to wear it but like I I regret all the time like not never buying that shirt and I even like found like a uh, image of it and I was gonna try to get my own shirt of it made yeah because like I'm like this is the coolest shirt ever that that is awesome yeah uh, you can't you can't find it anymore no 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 mm-hmm. like I think that even that site doesn't even exist anymore sure. but yeah. like. Um, yeah, I would love to, I mean, maybe I could design that shirt myself and just make one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, for years I regretted not buying the free Oogie shirt. Oh man. But yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean that, that the whole Uga Thurbina saga is crazy. Just, you know, you know, read about it. Maybe we'll post some, we'll, we'll post articles about all, there's going to be a lot of, uh, post-production work on this uh, episode, Jack, because <laughs> I'm going to have to post all these news stories, uh, to, uh, to raindelaytheater.com, which you Please check out raindelaytheater.com slash notes is uh, where we post like all these links to these articles that we talk about. So please do uh, look that up because I, I spend uh, you know my waking hours uh, posting these things to the site. So um, so yeah, so Uga Thurbina, um, uh, you know, one of the things I remember about Uga Thurbina much is like in the 03 uh, playoff run with the Cubs and Marlins, uh, Uga Thurbina was a closer of that Marlins team. And uh, I remember, like, every time he would get a save, he would, like, kiss the catcher on the cheek. Like, I think it was Ivan Rodriguez. Was Ivan Rodriguez the yeah, catcher? Yeah, he was the, the catcher for the 03 Marlins. So they would, like, they would, like um, you know, they'd get the last out. They'd, they'd meet each other, like, halfway between the mound and home plate and, like, you know, high five or whatever. But Uga Thurbina, like, kissed him on the cheek. Hmm. Um, maybe it only happened once, and I think that it happened every single time. But, like, I remember yeah. him kissing the guy on the cheek. And then I remember, like, two years later this whole like machete thing and i'm like oh this is the guy who was kissing the guy in the cheek <laughs> um but but yeah so that you know that's what that's one of the things i remember about uh, uga thurbina another person who was on that 03 in that 03 series was another guy who was famously arrested uh in baseball randall simon yeah and randall simon was arrested in milwaukee yes um, in 2000 oh. this was earlier in 2003 before he was traded to the cubs yeah uh it was for uh beating uh, one of the uh sausages in the sausage race with a bat or like knocking knocking it over with a bat yeah um, this was like this was one maybe one of the most like kind of like obvious ones that i was like should we even like talk about this yeah. one but i mean it was 16 years ago it's like there, there's probably some people who don't know this story right yeah uh so what happened is during the sixth inning or whenever they were having the sausage race they mm-hmm. were coming around and uh i i have never seen the actual video of this you I haven't no i oh, oh it, is there video that oh, exists yeah, of this? absolutely oh me, wow okay so we're here. gonna be watching this in real time here yeah you keep you keep describing um, our post yeah well so anyway I, I guess what happened was he just stepped out of the dugout and uh and hit the uh hit the sausage yeah let's it's, see if we can oh, oh. my god is that? Yeah, that's that's it. But um, yeah. here, watch. Okay, Randall yeah, Simon's you can right see there. it. Okay, so he hit. Yeah, so he hits the uh, Italian sausage. He just and like it, like like swipe like like swatted at at the sausage with the head or like with the bat, and it's like the thing about it is like the the the. <laughs> I love that. Then this person like stops to help him up. All right, and stuff. Yeah. So I yeah. Th- I think we need to break that clip down there. So uh-huh. first of all, he. Uh, he he knocks over the Italian sausage, but then the collateral damage is at the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> let, let me say this really quick: the 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 the, the sausage race uh, costumes are like weirdly top heavy. Yeah. And like so, you know, it goes on the the person's head sticks through about the middle of where the costume is. So Randall Simon swung at the bat and hit the top of the costume. <laughs> but but and 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 because it was so top heavy, the the girl went tumbling. Yeah, and then she yeah she took out the hot dog in the process. Yeah, um, and then they all stop and like they're like oh no, they, like, they all but, like look back. But then like the first two just they're just like we got to finish this race. Yeah. Let's just go and then run, keep running. Yeah, I like that the well. So yeah, the the Polish helps up the Italian. Oh but yeah, then that's I, right. I, I like yeah. So the it's a selfish act by the uh, a selfless act yeah. by the Polish. But I like how the bratwurst just looks back for like one second and just like fuck it, I'm gonna win this race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. like so. maybe he maybe the uh, bratwurst had been in like a slump or something and just really needed a <laughs> needed a win. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like. Okay, so he he got 
he got charged for this. I think I don't I don't ultimately know if he really served any time. I think it was no. just like a uh, he had to do community service yeah. or something. He ended up getting like um, a fine or something. But I yeah. remember. So what I remember, Jack, is that he actually did have to go to like court. Uh, in Milwaukee or whatever, and like they, there was video of him like on like the Capitol steps or something, or not the yeah. Capitol, but like on the courtroom steps, like in a suit, like coming out of court and like you know like just accepting whatever ticket he got. He just got like a slap on the wrist and he yeah. had to pay a fine or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it was just it made no sense. Like Randall Simon is like from Curacao. I don't know if like that has anything to do with anything. Like maybe he just thought he was having fun or something. But yeah. it's like and the girl didn't actually get hurt. I think the girl like. Saying said like, oh, it wasn't a big deal. Like she scraped her knee or something. But like the, maybe the Brewers press charges or something. I don't know. Like, well, yeah. but of course they have they have to do something because they don't want the girl suing the, the organization when it was Randall Simon's fault. So it was a whole weird thing. Yeah, and I'll say this, Jeremy. Um, like people in Milwaukee were like outraged yeah. that this happened. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 But like watching this now, it it was actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, listen, it was stupid. Like, yeah. there's no, it's like, if you, you know, none of us have kids, but any listeners out there who have kids, I assume that, like, you see your kids do something weird and you're like, why did you do that? Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, oh, and maybe it's like, oh, it's because you're a kid. But Randall Simon was like, you know, I would assume in his, like, late 20s at this point, maybe yeah. even early 30s. Yep. And it's like, why are you, why, what, what instinct, like, impulse, like, control do you not have that would like say oh that might be funny but don't actually do that because yeah. it's ridiculous yeah um i may have mentioned this on the pod before but also there was one time when hideo nomo ran in the sausage race as one uh, of the sausages yeah uh, right this was in the late 90s uh, yeah, yeah. so that just shows you where the brewers organization was at that point prioritizing <laughs> yeah, right. the sausage race over uh That's, well no wonder they press charges on randall simon i guess um, but uh, attacking one of their own. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that was just an odd one. Um, but uh, let's see what else we got here. Jake Peavy is one that always comes to my mind. Yeah. I was uh, just talking with a friend of mine who's a White Sox fan, and um, uh, Jake Peavy came up, and I just said, like, yeah, well, whatever you do, don't have him drive you to the airport. <laughs> um, because uh, he was arrested. And this one I didn't do too much follow-up work on because, honestly, the story at the moment is, like, the, the more entertaining part of it. Um, this happened uh, January 4th, 2000, 2007. Uh, Peavy was arrested at the Mobile, Alabama airport, basically. I, and again, I thought this was in San Diego, but, but it was in the offseason. So he was apparently, according to like the GM of the uh, Padres, he was, on a, he was heading to the airport on a goodwill tour of the Dominican Republic with other players. And he double parked his car to drop off his bags. And like the uh, airport police person, like, you know, you, we've all been there dropping someone off at the airport. You pull up and then right away they're like, all right, keep moving, keep it moving, whatever. And so like, I guess Jake Peavy told the guy, like, just write me a ticket. Like, I'll pay it. And then uh, somehow he was arrested. Yeah, I feel like there's, um, you know, some missing information there. Maybe he wasn't so. as, uh, as, as kind about it as, uh, you know, how they presented there, in there, the story. There has to be some. And like, you know, knowing what I, you know, what, what I saw of Jake Peavy just as a player, it's like, yeah, he might have been a little too intense, you know, and he might have been like, you know, it was like maybe he was being like, he saw like a guy crowding the plate or something like trying to take him deep and he got like, you know, he saw red and, uh, you know, maybe got in the guy's face or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, knowing Jake Peavy, how extreme he was, like so extreme. Yeah. I feel but. like his career ended kind of prematurely. Like he's probably only like what, 38 or 39 right now. Like it seems like nobody just, nobody wanted to re-sign him. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I, he, I know he loved his time on the White Sox. He just felt like he was like, I, I mean, that seemed like a good fit for him. Yeah. Other it than did. maybe like, uh, I don't even know. The Toledo Mud Hens or something, but, <laughs> but yeah, but like, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, it is weird. Like he, he kind of, he kind of went to the White Sox and just kind of fell out of relevance, really. Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, he seems like a maybe a less tattooed version of Matt Latos or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who he ended his uh, his career with because um, it wasn't it wasn't Boston. Um, yeah, who did he get, who did he get traded to at the end? Yeah, there? Well, let's see how yeah. old he's. He, God, he is. He's 38 years old. Yeah, that's so he, crazy. He should have probably still been pitching it for a couple of more years than he did. His last year was 2016 with San. Oh yeah, San Francisco. That's right. He was on that 2014 San Francisco. Oh, Giants God, that's World right. Series team. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he ended his career with San Francisco at age 35. So, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, that last year was pretty rough for him, but um, and maybe it seems like also he was just an asshole and nobody wanted to uh, <laughs> yes. sign him. Yeah, that, that, that could be the uh, overwhelming factor. It, this is weird, man. I, I To me, like, if you would ask me, like, to me, like, I feel like Jake Peavy's been out of the league for, like, 10 years. Yeah. But but I guess that just goes to, to your point. Um, but, like, he was pitching three years ago? Well, yeah, three years ago. Um, uh, well, uh, you said he fell out of baseball relevance with the White Sox, but also he spent the last, you know, two and a half years of his career with the Giants. Um, you talk yeah, about right. falling out of baseball relevance. Well, yeah, although those were World Series teams. Yeah, and one in 14, was. one of them was. So yeah. he, he did He did pick up a ring there. So weird. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, there, you know. I, I stand by my statement of don't go to the airport with Jake Peavy. Right. If someone if he's gonna offers you a ride, just Uber it. You know. You know. Speaking well, speaking of Uber drivers, Jeremy, uh, <laughs> let's talk about a guy who was recently arrested uh, for um, I think this was last year for threatening to kill an Uber driver. Uh-huh. Uh, it was none other than Lenny Dykstra. Uh, yeah. That was just the latest uh, the latest <clears throat> notch on his rap sheet. <laughs> um, for, you know, for the just the things I've written down here, the, I think the first thing he ever got busted for was a DUI in the early '90s. Okay. It was like he was hanging out with like uh, it was like a bachelor party. Like he was there. John Cruck was there. Ooh, okay. Maybe like. Pete and Kabili was there. I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> anyway he like he, I think I guess he crashed his car into a, a tree, and and that was that was like his very first arrest. Okay, uh, but he was also um, uh, th- he was also uh, busted for I guess they said sexual harassment of an of an employee at his car wash. Maybe yes. Okay, I remember uh, there was a car. Yeah. There's something that with a car wash. Yeah, which uh, which he owned a car wash. He did. That, that's that's the that's like the burying the lead of that story. He's like. Lenny Dykstra owns a car wash. Yeah, yeah. And he also, I mean, maybe he owned it surely, like, surely so he could sexually harass the employees. Yeah. I don't know, but, like, but the, the rap sheet on Lenny Dykstra goes on and on. It, well, yeah. it does. Uh, maybe my favorite one is that he uh, wrote and escorted a, a bad check for $1,000. I remember um, hearing that, yes. Yeah, uh, let's see, uh, bankruptcy fraud, um, I guess then sexual assault of his housekeeper, uh, he was buying cars using false bank statements. Uh-huh. Um, there was an indecent exposure in there, and then uh, killing, uh, uh, threatening to kill an, an Uber driver. And that, that, I may not have everything on there. Well, just recently, I know he got into a thing with Lena Dunham on Twitter. He's very a- active on Twitter. He is. I, yeah, I was looking <laughs> at it today. Yeah, so, something happened with Lena Dunham where like he he like said that uh, he made some maybe some sort of indecent proposal to Lena Dunham or uh-huh. something and she was like she maybe bit on it initially and then realized that he was like a nutcase and just was like oh yeah stop talking to me or something yeah um, but let's let's mention the bagel boss stuff yeah really no we, we have to so okay. now now Lenny Dykstra is um, uh, going to fight a charity either boxing match or just a wrestling match or something against bagel boss guy yeah uh, now, now folks if you don't know who bagel boss guy is <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta, Do yourself a favor yeah. and Google Bagel Boss uh, on, or YouTube them because uh, you'll 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 be entertained for at least fifteen minutes, yeah. um, and then however many times you replay it. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's um, he's 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 the everyman uh, who speaks for all of us. Um, you know, who's ever had issues with uh, in the dating scene and maybe was born not gifted in the area of height. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah. the thing is, so uh, it's a very funny video, folks. You should. It's got over 20 million views on YouTube. But for some reason, <laughs> this guy is fighting Lenny Dykstra. I yeah. don't know who put that together. I guess they're like, well, these are a couple of... Uh, <laughs> A couple of loudmouths. I don't know. But Lenny Dykstra is going to destroy this Bagel Boss guy. Like, at the end of the Bagel Boss guy video, you can see Bagel Boss, like, the guy could just get taken out by a, by a normal-sized person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And, I mean, I don't think Lenny Dykstra is going to hold back here. Yeah, no, I know. It's, certainly, Lenny Dykstra seems like he has some pent-up rage. Uh, and, and But so does Bagel Boss. So, like... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it could be. Maybe it could be like the right moment, at the right time, or something like the immovable, the immovable force meeting the or the whatever. What is yeah, it? What was the, it? The immovable force meeting the unstoppable object. Yeah, yeah. I some, think. Or, fl- or maybe flip those. Yeah, but yeah. But um, yeah. So who knows? I, I, you know. Is this a pay-per-view thing? Am I gonna have to pay yeah, for this? Was, that's what I was. So today they did one of those, you know, where the boxers like meet each oh, other way, and like the they win. Yeah, it was something like that. But they were they were both there and like Lenny Dykstra like reached over the table or something, tried to like hit Bagel Boss oh, guy. God. There's a there's a quick clip of it. 
Uh, I don't oh, know man. if that was just uh, you know some posing they were doing to promote the actual match. Sure. But what what blows my so I, maybe I read this wrong, but they said it was for charity. But it doesn't seem like either one of these guys would do something for charity. Right. Like, it seems like they both could use charity for themselves. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's also it's like, does a charity have like a standard like of like. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're giving us how much? Oh, you know, $50,000. How did you raise this money? Oh, Bagel Boss and Lenny Dykstra boxed each other? Um, in good conscience, we cannot accept this donation. I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, okay, okay, that's odd. I'm Jack, I'm glad I, sh- I'm glad I showed you Bagel Boss last yeah. week because this really tied everything together. Yeah, so this was another thing that we watched uh, during the uh, the bachelor party. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, if if you if you take nothing else away from that video, uh, please do do watch that. Yeah, for sure. Um speaking of people who need money, uh, yeah. we should talk about Mike <laughs> Matheny. Yeah, let me I have so many tabs open on my computer here. Yeah. Where's where's my Mike Matheny uh, article? Uh, well yeah, so uh, yeah. so for those of you who were were not aware of this one, uh, Mike Matheny had a long ongoing legal fight because of some uh, bad Bad land uh, investments yeah, that he made. Yeah, like uh, he basically he invested in like a strip mall and he went he went bankrupt because of it. And I think, I honestly, it seems to me like the Cardinals organization threw him a bone by naming him manager or like keeping him on as manager for so long, yeah. or even naming him the manager because I think he had these issues before mm-hmm. he was named manager, mm-hmm. um, uh, like just to help him out financially or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's a very it's kind of a complicated story, and neither one of us are like real estate moguls, Jack. So we probably couldn't really explain it that well. But no. but basically, like he uh, bar- he was in some sort of business partnership with some guys. At at one point, it was with John Mabry and Jason Isringhausen. And Jason Isringhausen. Yeah, and I, I think John Mabry was his hitting coach for a long time yeah. too. Yeah. So I wonder if that was like awkward, or if they ever brought it up, or yeah, anything exactly. like that. Um, but yeah, so so he he was uh, he, he made some investments, but like he didn't pay back the loans. Yeah, apparently, like it was like after the the the, the real estate market crashed yeah. in like oh eight oh nine or something, and he took a bath on this like investment uh, for this like strip mall, and like I mean, yeah, I don't know, I don't understand how sometimes I don't understand how strip malls don't work out because it's just just put four stores in there that people are gonna frequent, and yeah. like I don't see what the problem is, but. No. I don't know. I, I again. I, I'm no expert. So like, um, but but yeah. So like, he he like was in in for all this money, and like it was pretty much his whole whole like net worth. And this is after playing baseball for however many years he played. And like, yeah, I think it, it seems to me like the Cardinals organization were, was like, we're like, all right, we'll, we'll we'll hire you as manager so you can get out of debt. Basically, yeah. it's like. It's like that's how that's how you know classy the Cardinals organization is. I guess they'll yeah. they'll keep a guy employed when he shouldn't be there just so he can get out of water, hot water. Yeah, right. Well, you but, know, then he encouraged uh, bullying. Uh, so yeah, a, sure. a bad, bad, bad clubhouse atmosphere from him. Uh, you Again, know. you would you would hope that people learn lessons in life, and like it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I almost like you know bankrupted myself and was maybe like gonna go to jail or something it's but and then it's like but at the same time I'll also like you know tell uh Bud Norris that uh, encourage him to bully Jordan Hicks or whatever right. fucking th- th- yeah that's why Mike Matheny's a slime you know I I do think though that Mike Matheny's gonna be managing again next year uh yeah, I, I, so. I would actually predict that he's gonna be managing the Royals um uh, because I think he's like a special advisor for them right now really? I could be okay. wrong about that but okay. I, I the Ned Yost is probably on his last legs as yeah. the Royals manager so yeah, could be. it wouldn't surprise me to see Mike Matheny uh, managing again unfortunately Yeah the, yeah yeah that could be that could be Well that I'm sure that Kansas City has a need for some strip malls so well, Yeah it's nearby yeah, I'm sure he knows the the, the area well not right. to scout for real estate but uh, Jack, who do you got next? I got Denny McLean. Denny McLean, yeah, uh, predominantly like came of uh, like popularity in the seventies. Yeah, well, it was I think it was the late sixties. He won. 60s. He won uh, thirty-one games in nineteen sixty-eight. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. I get him confused with Len Barker sometimes. Okay, okay. But- yeah, Denny McLean. He was the la- he was the last guy to win thirty one games or okay. to win thirty plus games, which okay. is really which is really impressive. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he's been arrested a total of four times. Okay. Uh, once for he was running a gambling ring, I guess, yeah. uh, and for another time for selling cocaine. Uh, yeah, this was in the eighties. Denny's uh, game. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Denny McLean, um, uh, he he's 75 years old now. He's still alive. Uh, yeah. They, I guess they honored him last year for the 50th anniversary of the Tigers World Series team in 68. Okay. Uh, but they, uh, unlike, like, they, they gave four other players bobbleheads that season. But uh, uh, Denny McLean did not, didn't, he did not get one. Sure, that's is, where they drew the line, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. is giving, giving him a bobblehead. So that's kind of unfortunate, but it's, it's very weird that a guy who had so much success... Um, because uh, I think he won two Cy Youngs. Yeah. Uh, so so that a guy who was so successful, like it, it would all just kind of go to shit for him so fast. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And like to the point where like the the team can't really honor him like the way that they would. It's almost like it's not to the same extent, but like a Sammy Sosa Cubs situation. Right. It's like he's kind of like a blight on the history of the. Yeah. franchise or something. Well, yeah, you know, and I don't think that Sammy Sosa never had any run-ins with the with the law, did he? No, I don't no, believe no so. Speeding tickets. No. no. Uh, well, yeah, no. No, I don't think so. Just a lot of, uh, you know, skin bleaching, I guess, or something. But, <laughs> right. but yeah. Wasn't well, illegal about that, though. No, no. Well, one, one, one cub who did was, uh, well, Mark Grace. Yeah, um, Mark Grace. Um, yeah, this one is like, it, there's too many to mention, really. But I think he... Um, I think he got two. He got three DUIs and like um, two in within fifteen months. Okay. Um, and uh, you know they say that like Arizona is like a tough like it's a t- they're tough on like their driving infractions or whatever. Uh-huh. I remember like driving uh, like uh, you know years ago. Actually, when I went to the, which I talk about a lot, going to the Arizona Fall League. Um, when I was driving through there, people warned me like, "Oh, be careful driving through Arizona. Like they they spot you. There's like a lot of speed traps and." They're, they seem to be pretty vigilant about uh, speeding infractions or, or any sort of, like, traffic infractions. Yeah. And uh, Mark Grace was a famous partier. Like, he was yes, known he was. as a partier uh, uh, with the Cubs. Uh, you know, he, he, he uh, snagged Lauren Holly for a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but he continued his partying days out in the desert uh, and uh, racked up several DUIs. He, got, he was the um, color commentator for the, for the uh, D-backs broadcasting uh, team and uh, he lost a job from that. I don't know if they didn't renew his contract or they actually fired him because of all this, uh-huh. but he, he served time in jail. Yeah, he did. Um, and I, Jeremy, I don't know what it is about being on the Cubs that brings out that side of people. I think we were just talking about Dennis Eckersley, uh, you know, often being hung over. Dennis Eckersley, Kyle Farnsworth, who I was right. like doing research about for this episode. And yeah. Never any like, you know, nothing, I couldn't get anything to stick on, on Farnsworth. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, he might be, Jack, we might take a walk outside uh, over to Wrigleyville now and he might be in a bar right now Who getting knows? in a fight probably yeah yeah or just just completely obliterated out of his mind right but um but yeah uh but yeah so so uh yeah that Gracie um you know and and it, it hurt his baseball career at least for a while um but he is like isn't he like the hitting coach now or something isn't he like on the co- on a coaching staff Maybe. you know that that I don't know yeah well um I don't know like uh let me let me look that up, Jack. What, yeah. what, what were your well? Yeah, I was I was gonna say, um, you know, maybe he was just driven to drink by the uh, uh, the home run he gave up to David Ross. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, as a pitcher, uh, I believe that was David Ross's first ever career home run that uh, that Mark Grace gave up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, he was promo- he was a Diamondbacks hitting coach in 2015, I guess, but then he was fired after the 2016 season. Okay. I guess. Um, so yeah, I think maybe as of now he's not. But um, but you know, I mean, he was like. He was rumored to maybe get the Cubs like uh, color position after yeah. Bob Brenly left, but mm-hmm. then that was like, you know, I think that was right around the time that he got arrested and yeah. served time. And yeah, I feel like he he yeah he his career suffered a little bit. And like, I mean, I guess he didn't have an appearance in the major leagues, but it was with the Diamondbacks, and so like you know that might be the only organization who will like touch him right with the ten foot pole. Um, and uh, yeah, and now it's like you know, Chris Bryant is going around wearing Grace's number with the Cubs and. Uh, yeah, it's like that's another guy who's not really talked about too much by the Cubs. Yeah, uh, and you know he's a guy who borderline uh, might might have had his number retired by the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he was definitely a fan favorite. People mm-hmm. loved him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's a persona non grata in uh, Chicago, I guess. But um, but yeah. So uh, speaking of that, I guess actually 
someone who has some issues, who had some issues in Chicago, but uh, we'll focus on some other things with uh, one Jung Ho Gong. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, so Jung Ho Gong had a, uh, he, he had, was another guy who had multiple uh, DUIs. Yes. Um, uh, but somehow he was back playing Major League Baseball this year with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. I guess once again, like the only organization that will touch a guy with a 10-foot pole like that is the Pirates with him. And yeah. he's, been, he's been cut, I think, recently. Yeah, yeah, we talked about him being cut, I think. Yeah. I think uh, in a previous episode, but it's like, yes, why was he there? Yeah, why was he, well, he was there to hit a, a home run uh, against the Brewers earlier <laughs> this year to, to tie up a, a game. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think the biggest story of all of this is during his uh, like rehab. So he, he's uh, sober now, allegedly, according to him. Yes. And, uh, uh, but he was down in uh, maybe the Dominican Summer League or somewhere, <laughs> and he said he visited a rum factory with yeah. a bunch of his teammates. Yeah, him and some players like like took a tour of a, a rum factory, and he's like, I did not have any of that rum. Yeah. Like, he's like, of course, I did not have any of that rum. But it's like, maybe don't maybe sit out the rum factory tour, you yeah. know? Maybe yeah. just hang out in the parking lot or something, you know? Yeah, Of course, right. maybe you don't want them around cars, so that's another issue. But, like, <laughs> I, you know... Yeah, it's like yeah, I, I I I don't think he needs to like I don't think uh, Earl Chapman needs to go to a gun show, you know? No, right. Uh, like you know, if the sun's out, guns out. Maybe not for Earl Chapman, you know? Right. Wears where that's maybe that's why he wears the long sleeve shirt under his jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's an uh, that was a funny detail that we we unearthed uh, during uh, during during some research about Jung Ho Gong. Yeah. But yeah, like he had three DUIs or whatever and maybe he didn't maybe he had some before he was signed by the Pirates and he didn't tell anyone about it but like but yeah, but uh, for God's sakes, if you're doing a rum tour, a rum factory tour and Jung Ho Gong is with you, just either keep him out of it or just just go somewhere else. Just go to do a tour of like uh, you know, a flower show or like a, a, I don't know, something gardens or something yeah i don't know <laughs> jeremy you told me about this one but i uh, i had never even heard about it but juan uribe yeah what juan, happened here juan uribe um shot an italian sailor <laughs> in the off season um there was a story about juan uribe and his brother um, uh-huh. i think it was in the dominican republic again okay. i have so many tabs open here it's very hard to find all this stuff but um but yeah uh he um <clears throat> he was like arrested uh I will say that the uh, the Italian uh, sailor lived, so we, we you know he didn't murder anyone. Okay. So like we, you know I feel okay talking about this yeah. this topic, but um, uh, but yeah he uh, he he was in the Dominican. Let's say he was in the Dominican Republic with his brother and like yeah this like Italian uh, sailor or maybe he was in the Na- Italian Navy or something got shot. Okay. Um and uh, yeah so. Uh, that was a story that like definitely was going around in Chicago because he was with the White Sox at the time. This was in um, da, 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 2006, and it was in the off season of 2006. So the you know the World Series, the White Sox had already like followed up their World Series season, um, you know, by not repeating. And um, yeah, Uga Thurbina just goes home and you know gets involved in a shooting of, a, of an Italian naval. Officer, so well, that uh, Juan Arribe Juan Arri- did. Yeah, yeah. Uga oh. Thurbina was 2000, 2005. Well, they, yeah, sorry, my bad. They they name check Uga yeah. Thurbina in this Deadspin article. Oh, so. do they? Well, yeah, and yeah. It, it's strange too because their 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 last names are very very similar. They both start with a with a U. Yeah, with the I don't even know the soft U or something. The, yeah, like, yeah. Um. So uh. So yeah. I and I, I wasn't living in. This was uh, about a year before I moved to Chicago. So okay. I, I wasn't I wasn't living there. And Juan Uribe played for a long time. Time after this after happened, this, yeah. he played for like seven or eight. Years. We saw him in a game. Maybe it was in twenty like fifteen or twenty sixteen. Play with the Indians. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And he, he hit for a sure. home run yeah. in that game. Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, he was around for a long time after that. This started the streak of like guys. Maybe not. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of stories before it, but like the streak of like guys going um, back home. Uh, in the off season, and then getting in trouble, like it happened with uh, Starlin Castro. Yes, it did. Yeah, when he, uh, you know, when he was early in his Cubs playing days, I, I'm sure there's other guys who it happened to. But it's like you kind of wish these guys would just stay put, like stay in Chicago, like you know, go hit up Russian Division all you want, um, but uh, you know, don't go back to your hometown and shoot an Italian sailor. <laughs> you know, whatever you do, don't do that. You know. Yeah. If you want to go to Italy, that's fine. Uh, I know there's more Italian sailors there to shoot, but but try not to do that. Something about you know 
being back home maybe makes you a little more comfortable you know wielding a gun i don't know but, right but yeah so so yeah so that happened and yes he did play for a long time after that but uh i you know the guy lived so i guess uh, everything's you know happy ending i guess I yeah it's, it's smooth sailing yeah i guess um, so so uh this is another one jeremy we couldn't find any clips of it but uh frank yeah. francisco throwing a chair into the uh crowd in oakland when yeah. he was on the texas rangers and this one's hard to believe that it was so long ago but this is in 2005 or 2004 it happened actually yeah and it was settled in 2005 but um there was some sort of brawl i don't even remember what it was now but like in oakland like you know they have the bullpens on the field right and so um, you know, and then there was that thing with the Cubs where, like, some Cubs fan. This was, like, in the 90s where some people grabbed, like, the hats off of, like, the Dodgers. Yeah, bullpen. I think it was Chad Kruder, like, got his hat stolen. Yeah, and, like, by some idiot drunk Cubs fans. And, like, the, they, like, ended up, like, throwing punches with people in the stands or something. Um, but, uh, you know, something happened where, like, there was some sort of brawl or whatever, and like the bullpen being so close to the fans, the fans got involved. And for some reason, I wish there was video of this, Jack, because I've seen it plenty of times, and it's it's insane. But Frank Francisco, like people, it was like a, a scuffle. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, Frank Francisco just grabs the chair that he's sitting on, basically, and and it's like and it's not folded up; it's just out. And he just takes it and like just just tosses it into the crowd and it hit some fucking woman in the face and it broke her nose. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's like talk about like, you know, wow, that escalated quickly, like uh anchorman style. It's like, why'd you have to throw a chair in the thing? It's like people were fighting. It's like if there was a brawl, like, you know, on, uh, you know, by, by the pitcher's mound. And then like, just like, some guy runs into the crowd and grabs like the popcorn vendor and just punches him in the face. Like, why'd you do that? Yeah, that wasn't part of the, what we were doing here. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, he just took a fucking chair and threw it into the crowd. Yeah, I guess, and I guess that shows you how fake like professional wrestling is. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, every time they, people get smacked with chairs, like this lady just gets uh, it gets hit and it, it breaks her nose. You know, yeah. that never happens in wrestling. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So he. Uh. He. he the. The big thing for me about this was that I. Uh, Buck. Buck Showalter. I guess was the manager of the Rangers at that time. Okay. I didn't remember that Buck Showalter managed the Rangers. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, yeah. Which is strange. It's forgettable. Um. Yeah. But I feel like the Oakland A's and like their fans. Like it, it. It isn't a surprise that like this kind of thing would happen with the Oakland A's. Like I feel like they. Uh-huh. They. They have like they're like the White Sox of the West Coast. Yeah. Like, for like sure. Some. It doesn't surprise me that some strange stuff. Would be happening there, and you can you can see stills of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just tosses a chair into the into the stands. Yeah, and that there's actually a surprising amount of people at that Oakland A's game. Yeah, from right. What it looks like exactly. Yeah, that's the woman right there who got hit. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh. But one of the things that that stood out to me, and let me see if I can find it, but um, the woman sued uh everybody. Uh huh. And it's funny because like, yeah, here it is. Um, she sued uh. The she sued Frank Francisco and two teammates too. So Doug Brokale and Carlos Almanzar, who I don't remember, yeah, uh, were also named in the lawsuit as, as well as the, the whole Texas Rangers team uh-huh. and Staff Pro Inc., which oh, a company hired. That's the security for the for the uh, Oakland A's. It reminds me of I think that this is in like. The Simpsons, maybe like the blue-haired lawyer, does it? And he's like, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna sue the team. We're gonna sue the teammates. We're gonna sue the stadium. We're gonna sue the city." And it's like, they're like you name all these people. So like, yeah. all right, we're gonna sue Frankie Francisco. Uh, we're gonna sue the Rangers. Uh, we're gonna sue the uh, security company. Um, uh, fuck it, let's let's sue Doug Brokale as well <laughs> and Carlos Almanzar. Like, so like, I don't know what their their involvement was in the incident, but yeah. like. You know, and I had to look it up because because Doug Brokale is like a pitching coach now. I think, is or he? at least he was okay. for the for the Astros. Yeah. Um, but I remember him as a player, um, and uh, I had to look it up. But yeah, he was active in twenty in two thousand four with the with the rain mm-hmm. with the Rangers. So he was a teammate of Frankie Francisco or Frank Francisco, and like yeah, they got named. Like it's like, what did they do? That part that's that that was part of it. I, I wish this video will resurface at some point because it was definitely readily available and and uh there's an article that has a link to an old youtube account that that the video is no longer active but, sure uh, but yeah it was a wild scene was a rod on the uh, rangers in 2004 i'm surprised they didn't go oh, after him yeah. as well just because of <laughs> yeah. all the money he had yeah exactly yeah sue him uh alfonso soriano was 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 on that team right I'm sure uh da, 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 da. oh i don't think he no was. he was probably he was probably on the yankees yeah. uh, at that point 
Um, yeah, but you know, I, I wonder what the result of that lawsuit was. If she uh, if she won a judgment or anything. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think there was something like she settled or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So who knows? But um, yeah, just crazy. Just not so athletes acting nuts. I yeah, guess. I this know. is why they need to, uh, you know, get those bullpens off the off the field. Yeah, I apparently, guess. or get the nets. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Fans have a less, yeah, a chance of getting hit by chairs. Yeah, exactly. if, they, if they have nets. Yeah. Uh, follow the White Sox lead. Well, uh, yeah, Jeremy, I think that's about all we had for uh, for for players. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That that about does. Oh wait. Oh, I'm getting a text from Elijah Dukes. Oh. Oh God. It's a. I don't want to talk about what it is, but it's threatening. Um, so, on that note, we should probably get out of here. I guess. Right. Right. You can. We can briefly explain the Elijah Dukes thing, and for those who don't remember it. <laughs> oh well, sure. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. So he was. I mean, you know, not not a pretty subject, but um, he. Uh, one of the things that he did, he like sent a text message of a gun to his girlfriend or wife yeah. or something, and. Uh, Kind of tells you what kind of guy Elijah Dukes was. If people even remember who Elijah Dukes was, this was in 2007. But um, but yeah, uh, generally seems like a bad guy. Yeah, and that, that's a. I think the my big <clears throat> takeaway from that one, Jeremy, is along with the text of the gun. I think he he said to his wife, "You dead dog, and so are your kids." Yeah, uh, yes. it was a little strange that he called his wife dog. Dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess in the heat of the moment. You right. Know. But yeah, so same same whatever impulse allowed him to uh, send the picture. I, the thing about that 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 just strikes me odd is that like he had to go to like Google Images and find a picture of a gun, and then like you know he's like oh no no that one that one's like oh snub nose no 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 that's not threatening enough uh, machine gun no 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 that's too much that's too much you know and like he had to find like the perfect gun. Picture. I thought I thought it was a gun he owned that he took a picture. I mean of. that might be as that might be. As well, but uh, for some, something tells me that it was like a stock photo. Or something. Yeah, or yeah, right. That's how I like to picture it. Right, he's right. Like just picture. He's like just finding like the perfect gun to text his wife to uh, picture of. So right there, you go. Uh, so Elijah Dukes, hey, this one's for you. Um, class act, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up for this, epi- for this okay. episode. Okay. Well, guess. Jeremy, you mentioned doing some post production on this one. I don't want you to edit anything about the uh, the song that you performed at the beginning. <laughs> that was that's perfect. That was perfect the way it was. Well, uh, you know, again, let's tune into for episode fifty five. See what we can come up with. I right. Guess. All right. Well, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.